Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. August 31st, 2016, and welcome to episode number 211 of the Mothership, Mothership Broadcast of the WWS Radio Network, <clears throat> what, where we are one year older and continuing to be bolder, and of course I'm talking about the infamous and and uh, very entertaining, I should say, WWS Revolution. <laughs> yeah. I'm of course Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw, back on the line here with you. <clears throat> And, of course, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we have an action-packed evening here in store for you as, of course, our premier news tag team, King Ice, which, of course, I will introduce him here momentarily. We'll be bringing us our wrestling news and views here of the day, which, of course, I will now introduce introduce these two fine gentlemen. King Ice, of course, consists of the following two gentlemen. Uh, King NWO himself, the main man, the mainstay of the radio network, the COO of WWS, and the 2014 WWS Hall of Famer, the one and only GTS, Gerard T. Smith, and, of course, his partner, the Iceman, J.D. Jared DiGirolamo, of course, a 2015 uh, Hall of Famer, as well as, of course, <clears throat> part of Raw Radio and all of our other shows here in the radio network. And then, of course, our wrestling history and uh, birthdays will be provided there to us by our own human suplex machine, John Gross, who is also part of Raw Radio, and he's also the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer. Gentlemen, Welcome, one and all, to episode number 211 of what will promise to be a very action-packed and entertaining and exciting revolution. 
the weekend is almost here, and the holiday weekend is just around the corner, but no fear, we're here to calm your nerves, however, shall we say. <clears throat> Absolutely. Absolutely, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and before, like I said, we get into all this action, uh, our main man here, Ken W.O., wants to tell you how to get on here and join the fun. So my main man, Gerard, let them know how they can do that. Well, well, you get a glass, get some ice, some beer, and a cigar. Oh, wait, no, that's not it. That's what I would do. Uh, don't do what I do. Uh, please be advised. Don't do. Don't try this at home. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. The ID number is one three eight zero five five. You press pound. You press one, and you can hear our great voices like the birds singing at the top of a tree. <laughs> and of course, on my Twitter, we 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 always go tweet tweet tweet. Okay, yeah, okay, that sounds terrible. <laughs> so ladies, let's not dive any more. Let's not let's not dive any more. Uh, any more? Uh, we any more time. Let's dive right on into the rest of the news and view segment here tonight. And of course, starting us off here is of course <clears throat> King Ice. And of course, our main man himself, King and W O Gerard T Smith. Let's see what we got on the table here for tonight, Gerard. Yeah, we got uh, something, yeah. We probably have something. Let's see what we have. Dum dum dum. <laughs> we we have. Oh, that sounds. Please, tell us more. Stop acting up, phone. As noted, Finn Balor indicated that he will not be able to return in four months after undergoing shoulder surgery last week. Before that, comment we heard four to six months but there was a concern backstage that he could be out of action for an even longer torn lay brams can have talents out of action for eight or nine months there was some hope last week that Balor could return in time for wrestlemania 33 perhaps for the 2017 Royal Rumble in January, but it's still too early to tell. We noted before both Bubba Ray Dudley and Devon Dudley had recently agreed on terms for a new WWE deal, but these deals were not... Recently agreed on terms for a new WWE deal, but these... Oh, wait, I just read that. Deals were not... Sometime in the weeks leading up to their departure on the post... SummerSlam Raw. It turns out that the Dudley boys had a deal on the table for one or two more years, and everything was agreed on, including financial terms. For some reason, the decision was made not to the 
contracts on both sides would go their separate ways. There's no heat on the Dudleys, and they did not do anything to be released. It's also not a situation where they were unhappy, and there is no nothing but positively from both sides on their departure. What do you guys say about them heading back to TNA? Possible. Yeah, I think so. What about ROH? They should go to ROH. Have they ever been there? I don't think they've ever been there. That could be one title that they've never held. Oh, up. my God. That would blow the roof off of ROH if they show up. Yes, it would. They should win that well, title, and then they probably won every title in the world. Yep. That would right. The Hall of Fame stats in there already. They click that. That would punch their ticket in. They've captured the big boys, and now they're going to go after next. WWE has a new poll asking fans if Stephanie McMahon was truly unaware of Triple H's return on Raw. As of as of this writing, fifty four percent said no. She had she had to be aware of her husband's plan to influence the WWE Universe Champion match. The rest went with, yes, the shock on her face was genuine. She didn't see it coming. I don't think she, well, I don't know. Her face was pretty shocked. So, yep. Uh, unless she's a good actor. Um, well, yeah, you know, I don't know. In one of today's best tweets, Finn Balor tweeted his screenshot of his incoming call with Universal Champion Kevin Owens. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> I think them two are going to battle. Finn and KO? When, yeah, when Finn gets back. That's going to be a match. I guess Alberto Del Rio is done. Yeah, he is. Alberto Del Rio reportedly been pulled from all future WWE events. It's said to be done with WWE. Del Rio is currently in the middle of a 30-day suspension for serving the WWE wellness policy. You will not be returning. WWE and former WWE have come to terms on his release, which will allow him to work anywhere in the next few weeks. There's been a discussion on to him leaving for months and was recently reported that he's upset over creative issues. His departure is now said to be a done deal. Where do we see him going? Lucha again? TNA. TNA, yeah. But he did good in Lucha. Yeah. Al- Alberto Potron or Potron or whatever they called him. Yeah, Alberto El Patron. It sounds like tequila. Tequila. I'm thinking Alberto El Patron. Hold it, Alberto. Yeah, that's all I got. I tagged JD in. 
Justin Barrasso, Sports Illustrated, has reported that WWE has no current plans for Daniel Bryan to return to the ring. The report adds that with WWE currently dealing with a multi-million dollar concussion lawsuit, the chances that they will take risks with Bryan are low. This follows a report last week from Forbes claiming that WWE still had not shut the door on a possible return of Bryan returning to wrestling. Samoa Joe, meanwhile, has not been cleared yet by Commissioner William Regal following his matchup against Shinsei Nakamura and was held out tonight's show, however. According to reports, however, Joe suffered a broken jaw, however, last week in the title matchup against Nakamura, which saw Nakamura win the title in Enjo's three-month reign. And finally, Monday Night Raw ratings went up again this week, however, as our own Black Widow called it on the money, however, as they did a, nearly a 2.4 rating to a 2.38 this week. Wow. It's going to be interesting to see how that prevails against, uh, with the course, with what's happened with the draft. We're going to have to wait and see what uh, what happens here with, uh, you know, with Raw and SmackDown. How is that going to compete against uh, you know, all the sports all the sports popping up with football and everything else? So I definitely have a watch out on that. Uh, uh, King, uh, King Ice, thank you very much there, uh, gentlemen. Uh, King and WLN, the Ice Man, of course, are King Ice. The premier WWS, WWS news tag team. They bring you all the news that fits the print, and if they if it doesn't fit, they always and I do mean always find a way to make it fit. But Gerard has the best way. Okay, he has the best way. Yes, super glue, a lighter, and duct tape. <laughs> yes, right. Hey, you can't ask for anything better than that. That's sir. That great, great, best combo ever. <clears throat> and now we move on, ladies and gentlemen, to the human surface machine, John Gross, that has our rest of history and birthdays here for tonight, here August 31st. That's the one we got on the table. 48 years ago today, 1968, Vern Gagne defeated Mr. X to win the AWA World Heavyweight Championship for the ninth time. Gagne's ninth reign would be his longest, and he would hold the championship for seven years until losing it to Nick Bockwinkle. You know what gets me every time he puts down, he tries to put down, he puts Bonkwinkle, B-O-N-K. John is B-O-C-K, not B-O-N-K. As in like, Bonkwinkle? Okay, yeah. It's okay, John, I'm just being on this day in 1983, Terry Funk called it a career for the first time. He and his father defeated Stan Hansen and Terry Gordy, but more times Funk has said he would retire. He would always come out of retirement to fight some more. And boy, did we ever see a whole lot of fighting. <laughs> yes. On this day in 1987, uh, Jay, you might be able to help me confirm this. This is, now this is kind of interesting. Okay. Jerry Lawler defeated Don Bass in a hair versus title match to win the AWA Southern Heavyweight title for the 50th time? I think he is the longest-term champion in AWA South, I think. Yes. Let me check here. Hold on. I'll, I'll pull up Lawler's bio in a minute. I wonder if that number is right. Hold on. I'm pulling up Jerry Lawler's Wikipedia file now. I can tell you in a minute. Yeah, he is the AWA Southern Heavyweight Champion record 35 times, believe it or not. Okay, well, he says here he held it for the 50th. Okay, hold on a second. Let's see. He won his first title. What day was this? 87, he said? 
1987, he won it for the 50th time. Yes, 51st time. He's correct. The second, 52nd time was in November. Okay. So okay. he's held it 52 times, yes. Oh, he held it more times than that. Okay. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> wow, 50 times. I figured Jerry Lawler held a lot of championships, but uh, I didn't know. Well, he was the king of Memphis. I mean, uh, you don't call him the king of Memphis for nothing. Well, of course. Well, I agree. No, no, I, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt yes. that. Uh, 24 years ago today, that I put it at 1992, uh, WWF aired SummerSlam, of course, in London, England. That was one of the best SummerSlams of all time, my personal opinion, in yep. Where the greatest main event match featured the late British Bulldog battling Bret Hart for the Intercontinental title, with Bulldog winning in his hometown, defeating Bret Hart. He gained his first singles WWF championship because the Intercontinental Championship, and also featured the last WWF championship encounter between the Ultimate Warrior and, oh yeah, the Macho Man, Randy Savage. <clears throat> Another state in 1994, uh, also speaking of Davey Boy Smith, he made his return to the WWF after nearly a two-year absence. He was fired from the WWF in November 1992 after he was busted for receiving HGH shipments from an English pharmacy. This came two months. He would have a brief stint in WCW, before he was released after his involvement in an altercation with a man at a bar who was making sexual advances at his wife. Ooh. Okay. Also returned to the WWF in the tapings was King Kong Bundy. Bundy was last seen in the WWF in 1987 when he beat champion Hulk Hogan by countout. But he worked at house shows for the remainder of his run, which ended in February of 1988. <clears throat> On this day, 1997, Kazuki... Kinzuki Sasaki, that's how, that's how you pronounce it, defeat Shinya Hashimoto to win the IWGP heavyweight title. The win ended Hashimoto's 489-day reign as IWGP heavyweight champion. 489. Wow, that's impressive. On this day in 1999, Lex Luger and Sting defeated WCW US champion Bret Hart and Hollywood Hulk Hogan by countout. I remember that match. <clears throat> On this day in 2010, Caval is announced the winner of NXT Season 2. With his win, he earned a championship match on pay-per-view. Uh, Michael McGillicuddy, who, of course, is now known now as, today as Curtis Axel, finished second, Second, while Alex Riley finished third. And, this, and of course, this next one here, Johnson, he remembers because they talked about it on Raw Radio a year ago. 29-year-old Armando Montalvo, crap, I can't even talk about was shot by Orange County Sheriff's Police outside of WWE Performance Center. So y'all, y'all remember this? Yep. <clears throat> On this day, okay, and here's the story. In Orlando, Florida, <clears throat> a man accused of causing problems at the WWE Performance Center in Orange County was shot Monday during a third incident at the facility this month, according to authorities. A friend of the man told Channel 9 Monday night that he and others have long had concerns about the man. The shooting happened Monday afternoon at the Forsyth Commerce Road facility, officials said. Orange County Sheriff Jim, Jerry Demings said 29-year-old Armando Montalvo had a fixation with a female wrestler and had been causing problems at the facility to the point officials there have been hiring off-duty deputies for extra security. <clears throat> Demings said no deputies were on the WWE campus Monday but two nearby plainclothes deputies responded. 
According to Demings, Corporal Steve Wall and Deputy Dave Richardson were involved in the confrontation with Montalvo. <clears throat> Montalvo told the deputies he was possibly armed with a knife, but the deputies had weapons drawn when they approached him. Montalvo then charged one of the deputies who fired once as he retreated roughly 75 feet, authorities said. <clears throat> He's running backyards, trying to create distance between he and the and ultimately the subject closes within, closes within just a few feet, and he fires one shot at that time, according to what Demings has said. Montalvo was struck and was taken to a local hospital. His condition <clears throat> at that point had not been released. Then Chief Operating Officer Paul Levesque, of course I was known as Triple H, issued a statement on the matter via Twitter. <clears throat> Unfortunately, a deranged individual with no WWE affiliation who had a court order prohibiting from being on WWE property was involved in an incident with Orange County Sheriff with with Orange County Sheriff's Department <clears throat> or uh, the incident with an Orange County Sheriff's Department uh, for further comment and info go with the Orange County Sheriff's Department for the comment and information. Okay, there you go. The video of the incident was released in November detailing his behavior leading to the shots fired and the subsequent arrest. Montavo was charged with aggravated assault, resisting an officer with violence and trespassing. Those families <clears throat> family said he suffered from mental illness. In June 2016, Montavo was deemed competent to stand trial. His peak trial hearing is set for actually set for today. Except for today, guys, <clears throat> that incident that happened a year ago, man, that's why you have to keep up with this story right here, guys. Here, what happens with this? One year ago, here today, in 2015, Bram was suspended from TNA, uh, and also Zara Schreiber, Schreiber was released from WWE for making Nazi symbols surface online. She was in the news when she was involved in a nude photo scandal with then WWE, champ, WWE champion Seth Rollins. <clears throat> and we'll, and uh, of course we have uh, here. And also we have a couple of birthdays of the day today. Happy 37th birthday to Mickey James. Whoa, oh. 37. Huh. And John said John thought he was done, but no, he came up with another one here. Happy 39th birthday to Jeff Hardy, the son of Gilbert and Ruby, and also the younger brother of Matt Hardy. Their mother died of brain cancer in 1986 when Jeff was nine. He developed an interest in motocross at the age of 12. He had his, he had his first race when he was in the ninth grade. Hardy played baseball as a child but stopped after crashing during a motocross race. He played football during high school as a fullback and linebacker. He competed in amateur wrestling from high school. <clears throat> was forced to stop playing football by choosing wrestling. Hardy started early in his career in 1991. Him and his brother Matt, alongside his friends, as well started the Trampoline Wrestling Federation. <laughs> the TWF went under several different names, but eventually it was integrated in a county fair in North Carolina. The brothers and friends worked for other independent companies. They drove all over the east coast of the United States working for companies as ACW and uh, other small promotions. Hardy started working in the WWE television as a jobber. His first match was against Razor Ramon on May 23, 1994, in Youngstown, Ohio, with Randy Savage mentioning, Welcome to the Big Time. 
The next day, he wrestled under his real name and he took on the one, two, three kid as well. He wrestled as a jobber throughout 1997. He also battled RVD as part of during the ECW invasion storyline that had Hardy build as being from Virginia instead of North Carolina before beginning their major run in 1998. <clears throat> that same year, his brother Matt formed his own wrestling promotion called Organization of Modern Extreme Grappling Arts. The promotion was a more successful version included the Hardy Brothers, Shannon Moore, Gregory Helms, Joey Matthews, and Steve Carino. While he was there, Hardy held the new Frontier Championship and the tag team titles with Matt. The promotion ended in April 1998 when they signed contracts with WWF in 1998. They were trained by Dory Funk Jr. and his Funkin' Dojo and other notable wrestlers such as Kurt Angle, Christian, Test, and A-Train. In mid-1999, they feuded with The Brood and also added Michael Hayes as their manager. In July, they beat the Acolytes to win the tag team titles. They lost the belts at Fully Loaded. At No Mercy, they battled Edge and Christian in the first ever tag team ladder match. In the finals of the Terry Invitational Tournament, in the WWF's first ever tag team ladder match against Edge and Christian with the Hardys winning uh, Terry at the Royal Rumble in 2000, Jeff Hardy hit a 15-foot swanton bomb through the table on Bubba Ray Dudley on the balcony, winning the match with the Hardy Boys in the table's match against the Dudleys. Jeff also performed a swanton bomb at WrestleMania 2000 in the triangle ladder match off the ladder on Bubba Ray Dudley, as well as the feud between the Dudleys, Hardys, and Edgy Christian State throughout 2000. They battled in the first ever triple threat triangle tag team ladder match at WrestleMania and the first ever triple threat tag team TLC match at SummerSlam with Edgy Christian winning the two of them. The Hardys won the titles for the second time in Unforgiven in a steel cage match against Edgy Christian. In 2000 and 2001, both teams exchanged the tag team belts and faced off for the second time in WrestleMania 17 in the TLC ladder match with Edgy Christian winning once again over the Harley Hardys and the Dudleys. But Jeff did gain his first ever singles title days later by defeating Triple H to win the Intercontinental Championship. But four days later, he would lose the belt Back to Triple H, Jeff also gained another belt later that year when he beat Jerry Lynn to win the light heavyweight title. He lost the title to X-Pocket King of the Ring. He also captured the hardcore title over Mike Awesome. He feuded with RVD in the summer of 2001 for the hardcore title, with RVD winning the belt at Invasion and Hardy winning the belt six days before SummerSlam followed up with RVD defeating Hardy in a ladder match for the hardcore championship. After the Invasion angle ended, Jeff feuded with his brother Matt, Matt demanded the match with his brother Jeff at Vengeance, but Jeff winning the match <clears throat> with Lita as the guest referee. They feuded with Matt for a bit until in the middle of the feud, Jeff faced the Undertaker for the hardcore title with the Undertaker injuring both Jeff Hardy and Lita. Also doing the same thing to Matt Hardy because of that the Hardys and Lita reunited and returned to 2002 Royal Rumble to try to get a measure of payback on the Undertaker. For the Undertaker eliminated them both. They came back as a team. They stayed as a team on the Raw brand by feeding with Brock Lesnar. <clears throat> at Backlash, Jeff faced off against Brock in Lesnar's first televised match. Lesnar dominated Hardy and won the match by knockout. But Hardy continued his excited run in 2002 by dropkicking The Undertaker in a pool of vomit after The Undertaker had poured vomit over Tommy Dreamer. After losing to The Undertaker, Hardy demanded a ladder match for the Undisputed Championship with Hardy getting a close win over The Undertaker. The Taker was able to retain the title, and after the match, Taker raised Hardy's hand as a sign of respect. 
Next week, he'd be leading Riggle to win the European title until it was unified with the Intercontinental title. Also, Hardy won his third hardcore title over Bradshaw. The Hardy Boys split up after Matt turned on Jeff in the number one contenders match against RVD. Hardy stayed on Raw, competing in the WWE's hardcore division to the unification with the Intercontinental title. In January 2003, he turned heel after he attacked RVD, Booker T, Kane, and Shawn Michaels. But a month later, he saved Stacey Keeble from an attack by then villain Christian. In February, he had a brief program with Shawn Michaels, which saw the two team up. Then in storyline, Hardy began dating Chris Stratus after saving her from Stephen Richards and Victoria in March. Hardy and Stratus had a brief on-screen relationship, which saw the duo talking backstage. Hardy competed in his final WWE match against The Rock. He was released from WWE in April 2003. The reasons given for Hardy's erratic behavior, drug use, refusal to go to rehab, deteriorating ring performance, as well as constant tardiness and no-showing events. Hardy also cites burnout and the need for time off as a reason for leaving WWE. He made his first wrestling appearance after being released from WWE at an Omega show using his own old gimmick, Willow. He also performed at Ring of Honor on one occasion under Willow, the Wisp wearing a mask and trench coat. Hardy was quickly unmasked and lost his jacket wearing a tire similar that he wore in WWE. In 2004, Hardy debuted in TNA in June at the second anniversary show in a match against AJ Styles and TNA Exhibition Belt. He debuted a new entrance theme, uh, Modest, a song performed by Hardy himself, a new nickname, the Charismatic Enigma. Hardy returned to TNA later that July was awarded a shot at the NWA World Heavyweight title. He challenged for the title in September, losing to Jeff Jarrett. In, all, in October 2004, he won a tournament, earning a shot at the NWA World title on November 7th at Victory Road. Hardy was beaten once again by Jarrett in a ladder match. In 2005, he had feuds with Abyss and Raven, the left teammates who missed some appearances similar to Victory Road and Turning Point. He was suspended as a result and did not appear on television. In June 2006, he was released from his TNA contract. And returned to WWE on the day of his return. Hardy received a push to the WWE champion Edge by DQ. In October, he beat Johnny Nitro to win the Intercontinental title for the second time, but lost the Intercontinental title back to Nitro. One week later, he won the belt back again in ECW. Hardy's reunited to defeat the full-blooded Italians, and they were part of Team DX by defeating Team Rated RKO with a clean sweep. In April, both brothers won the WWE Tag Team titles in a Battle Royal match. Hardy recaptured the Intercontinental title for the fourth time over Umaga, and it started a push for Hardy. As Survivor Series, Hardy and Triple H were the last two standing to win the traditional elimination match, which led to a respectful feud between the two. And Armageddon, Hardy defeated Triple H to win the number one contendership for the WWE title. The feud between Hardy and Randy Orton engaged with Orton kicking Hardy's brother Matt in the head in the storyline. Hardy in, retalia- in retalia- retaliation performed a swanton bomb on Orton from the top of the raw set, but the momentum was thrown out. At the Royal Rumble, when Orton defeating him to retain the WWE title, he was in the Elimination Chamber match at No Way Out. The loss of Triple H. Hardy dropped the Intercontinental belt to Chris Jericho after he was suspended for 60 days for his second violation of company's substance abuse and drug testing policy.
He was also removed from the Money to Make Ladder match at WrestleMania 24, but returned in May to defeat Umaga. In June, he was drafted from the Raw brand to the SmackDown brand as a part of the 2008 WWE draft. He participated in the WWE Championship Scramble match at Unforgiven and also came close to winning the WWE Championship numerous times. He was originally scheduled to be in, in the WWE title match at Survivor Series, but in storyline he was found unconscious in his hotel. Allowing Edge to replace him and win the title, but in honor Hardy Hardy finally won the WWE title in a triple threat match. January 2009, Hardy's next storyline led to his involvement in scripted accidents, including a hit-and-run automobile accident and an accident involving his ring pyrotechnics. Now, I remember that. That happened. In the 2009 Royal Rumble, he lost the WWE title to the Edge after Hardy's brother Matt interfered on Edge's behalf to hit Jeff with a chair. They feuded at WrestleMania where Matt beat his brother in an Extreme Rules match, but Jeff got one over on Matt at Backlash by winning... My apologies, Aaron. I was waiting for John to get it all typed up here. I went in an I quit match at Extreme Rules. Hardy won the World Heavyweight title, but lost about a few minutes later to CM Punk. At Night of Champions, Hardy won the belt again, but lost the summers. Lost at the SummerSlam. He left the WWE days later, but returned to TNA in 2010. In October, he turned heel with Hogan and Bischoff by winning the TNA title against Mr. Kennedy and Kurt Angle. But Hardy lost the belt to the returning Sting in February. Hardy demanded a rematch. For the title under no DQ rules at Victory Road, but Sting beating him in 90 seconds. Oh, wow. TNA made the decision to cut the match short after deeming that Hardy was too drunk to wrestle.
following day, it was reported TNA had sent Hardy home from the week's impact tapings. On the March 17th episode of Impact, Immortals severed their ties with Hardy. September, Hardy Bands returned and began feuding with his former stable immortal and beat up on Eric Bischoff in October. November, he beat Jeff Jarrett three times at turning point and at final resolution, began to begin to become the number one contender for the TNA World Heavyweight title. Diarrhea. Hardy stayed to 2012 and 2013 chasing after the TNA belt. In October, he beat Austin Aries to win the TNA World Heavyweight title for the third time. Lost the belt to Bully Ray in March after Bully Ray turned his back on by joining the Aces and Eights. And also join us here on the chat box here tonight, guys, is uh, another 2016 WCWS Hall of Famer. It's the last kicker herself, Anne-Marie Rickenbach has joined us. And welcome to number 211 of Revolution. It is myself, Gerard, J.D., and John. Hardy made his return to TNA in 2013, and Hardy will return to a strange character called The Willow in February 2014. So in the summer of 2014, director of wrestling operations, Kurt Angle, asked Willow to bring Jeff Hardy back. Hardy competed in the match as himself and won, earning a title match against Lashley. The Hardys reformed later in the summer of 2014. They won the team a tag team belt in an Ultimate X match. They were forced to vacate the title due to Jeff suffering a broken leg. In January 2016, Hardy made a return, return again, meeting with his brother Matt as Matt called him Brother Nero. On 
On July 5th, they battled in a final deletion match, which was won by Broken Matt Hardy, forcing Jeff to drop the Hardy name. After the match, Matt tried week after week to break Jeff, including having Jeff crash his motorcycle while doing the stunt to prove his courage to Matt. Jeff and Matt Hardy are one strange stable right now on TNA, and they will challenge Decay. Team they have bound for glory for TNA World Tag Team titles. And John says, finally, that's all he's got for the wrestling history. John, thank you very much for that big-time uh, wrestling history. Thank you very much, sir. And Gerard J.D., of course, King Ice, thank you very much for responding to the wrestling news and abuse of the night. Uh, Gerard, my man, if you please, sir, the P-L-U-G. Gerardo, are you still there, sir? We need the P L U G. <laughs> oh, the P L U G G G G. Seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. The ID number is one three eight zero five five. Press pound, press one, and we are like a bunch of songbirds. Chat and wrestling. Join in on the fun. Absolutely. And of course, now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you very much for Gerard. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and uh, <clears throat> uh, talk, uh, do our main, main another topic of discussion tonight, of course, are the results of last night's SmackDown Live broadcast. Uh, of course, I have some results here coming from the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, who <clears throat> we'll, we'll hopefully we'll have on here momentarily. Uh, but uh, let me go ahead and run down what we have here on the line here on, on, as a result results here tonight. Miz and Dolph Ziggler battled with battled with Barb's. In other words, they argued with each other. The Hype Brothers defeated the Vault Villains in a SmackDown Tag Team Championship Tournament match. AJ Styles defeated Apollo Crews. Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton's verbal virtual continued, leading them into a match at Backlash. Ooh, that's going to be a good match. Uh, Natalia and Alexa Bliss defeated Becky, defeated Becky Rich and Naomi. 
Heath Slater and Rhino defeated the legendary Headbangers in a SmackDown Tag Team Championship Tournament match. And Baron Corbin defeated Dean Ambrose via DQ. That's what we have for that's what we have for the card from last night's SmackDown. Let's go ahead and run down the table. Let's see everybody's thoughts and opinions about this. Uh, Gerard, uh, your take on last night's SmackDown, please, sir. I didn't watch it, but uh, the summary that MLD gave was, uh, sounds pretty good. It sounds like a pretty good show. And uh, did, the hand, did the headbangers win? No, they did not. They lost uh, to the Slater and Rhino. Slater and Rhino? Slater and Rhino, yeah. They uh, uh, yeah. I wonder if they're going to be on future shows, or is this a one thing, one time? I don't know. I haven't heard any more, more about JD, that. have you heard? I think it's only a one-time thing I heard, but you never know. They might want to keep them around. I think so. Aren't they, well, like, I, older? They're, they're in their 40s now, right? One's 45. Yeah, I think Marsh is 45 and uh, uh, Thrash is 47. Still wrestle though, man. It's still yeah, they still do a lot of independent shows. Now. They were in the. They were still wrestling. They were in the indies, right? Yeah, they were in the indies for quite a while, actually. But uh, <clears throat> uh, JD, your thoughts on last night's SmackDown show, please, sir. Well, obviously, we have a couple more matches now listed for Backlash. Of course, Miz versus Ziggler, of course, which is a no-brainer. Of course, we uh, have Randy and Bray, which is pretty good so far. Uh, the tag team division is, well, pretty interesting. I mean, obviously, I'm not surprised that Slater and Rhino did beat uh, these two, however, mind you. Uh, but the thing that was kind of hokey, however, was the segment uh, led into it, however, with them showing the trailer park and everything like that. I think it was a little, uh, just a little, I wouldn't say ridiculous, but it was kind of cheesy and out there, let's just say. But that was the point, however. Uh, at one point, you saw Slater and Rhino bleed. However, the question is, how did they bleed? And we really don't know as of yet how they were bleeding, which is pretty crazy when you think about it. Um, all told, how I mean, it was a pretty good show, however, for the most part, but there were some things I thought that could have been better, but, uh, I did see something that was actually pretty funny, however, I think, uh, this one guy put up, uh, a sign, however, and said, however, because of what happened, however, and the whole AJ match, or the Dean match, however, that AJ suffered something called ring, uh, P-O, uh, something, uh, let me see if I can find it, I just saw it a second ago, right before, uh, you came to me, Howard, and this guy says, if you just, where is it? Ring, oh, I can't remember how, uh, where is it? This guy, uh, where is it? No, I forget what it is, but he did make fun, sort of, age, of AJ, however, mind you, and, uh, I think it was called Ring Opetus or something like that. I can't remember what it was, however. So, I mean, all told, I mean, it was a pretty good show, but again, it could have been, it should have been better, if you ask me. Good thing very much, Mr. JD, for that, uh, for your thoughts about last night's SmackDown. Uh, John, did you have any thoughts about last night's SmackDown show, please, sir?
Then John says he has sinned and uh, Also, he did see the match uh, <clears throat> from last night uh, pitting the Headbangers versus Heath Slater and Rhino. Uh, I actually got to see that one on YouTube as well. I mean, John said they looked, to him, they looked great. Didn't somebody, they were, they, they, they were losing any ring rust. He grew JD, so he could be only a one-time thing. I'm here, what's that? He said that uh, he just said they were, that they lost any. I think he was talking about that they, they didn't have any ring rust, and then he greeted you that said it could be like a one-time deal for the headbangers. Yeah. Okay. John says Styles versus Cruz was good. It was the first time that they had competed. Now we're going to have a Ziggler Miz match at Backlash. I think that that match would be good because I think Dolph deserves to become Intercontinental Champion again. Yeah, I think I heard something about that, yeah. Is that going to be an IC title match? Yes, I believe it is. It is, okay. And John said, what was the deal with the Milkman? Oh, yeah, some independent wrestler came down and stripped down to his skivvies, however. I mean, the way Whitey and uh, Kane, uh, he was calling someone out. I don't know who he called out, but uh, he kind of made a big mistake there, and I he made, Kane made him pay for it, let's just say. John says the way, the, the way he was seen in the video, he kind of looked like Jinder Mahal's twin. He did look like Jinder Mahal's twin. They look close enough to being Jinder Mahal's twin. Hmm. But he was glad to see Kane shut him up. I guess it says Kane doesn't like milk, chocolate milk, vanilla milk. Imagine someone giving Kane some milk. <laughs> <laughs> and then they say, Serge you like some milk? And then Kane snatches the milk out of their hands. Oh, boy. Oh, Lord, John, no. no. <laughs> and John says he liked the saving between Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. And John says, oh, no, no, that's all he has. Okay? And uh, last year, Emory Rickenbach was on for a short time, but she, she jumped off the chat box. We thank her for popping on here for just a few moments. Uh, some of the stuff I saw, uh, uh, you know, the talking smack thing is starting to become a pretty big thing. Yeah, it is. Uh, with, uh, who is it, uh, Renee Young and uh, Daniel Bryan. Um, that's starting to become a real big time, uh, big time deal right there on the network. That's not, that's not, that's not, that's not a bad little show there. Now, a whole lot of stuff's been happening on that show in recent memory here too. So that's starting to become a big time deal. But Johnson, he said he still enjoyed the milkman getting his butt handed to him by Kane on a silver platter. And also Baron Corbin staring down Kane as well. Does that mean Corbin versus Kane at Backlash? 
Gerard, would you want to see a match between these two at Backlash? What'd you say? Would you want to see, uh, John brought the pretty interesting point. Would you want to see a match at Backlash between Baron Corbin and Kane? Because I, is this like Kane's final year or what? Uh, JD, is that true? I haven't heard. Oh, I didn't say that. I, I just said. I, I have not heard, but I would not be surprised either, you know. Well, oh, he's not getting any younger. No, he isn't. And for him to put over a guy like Corbin, however, it would make sense, you know. Well, why not? I mean, old versus new, they say, right? Yep. Um... That could be a pretty good match, John. I wouldn't mind uh, seeing that myself. Uh, but everybody, thank you very much for giving us uh, thoughts and opinions about uh, last night's SmackDown show. <clears throat> uh, let me see what else we can do here. Uh, John said he did that Corbin did eliminate Kane from the Andre the Giant Battle Royal at WrestleMania. That's one reason why he bring bring this up. Okay, so okay, well, that's that's not a bad thought. Though. I gotta tell you a, a clip I was watching prior to coming on the show tonight, guys. And you want to talk about a great moment in wrestling history? I was watching, of course. I everyone remembers, of course, Piper's Pit. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, there was around that time also another show. That, that that was on that that they had Piper's Pit off the air for a short period of time, and so what they did was they gave Adrian Adonis flower a shop. show called the Flower Shop. Yeah. So anyway, I found the clip. It was like a three minute clip um, from September in 1986, which I'll be be coming up in history here not too long from now here soon, beginning of September I think it was of '86. Actually, 30 years ago. So, 37 years ago. Uh, that Rowdy Roddy Piper came on the air telling the, telling the, uh, uh, Adrian and uh, Jimmy Hart and Cowboy Bob Orton was with Adrian Adonis and Jimmy Hart. He was wearing a pink cowboy hat. I remember that. Well, that was funny. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, was telling about the, uh, the 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 ratings for like all the by the, the, the time the the, w, the WWF shows and all that stuff, and they said something about the uh, uh, they said a flower shop for somebody was good for constipation. <laughs> Everybody was going to the bathroom while that segment was coming on, <laughs> and then they handed Jimmy Hart another piece of paper. And saying that the following that the next week and all that the fire shop would not be seen, so they you know they, they were going to bring back Piper's Pit. I thought I'm that was in right now, actually. Do you know what I'm talking about? Then okay. Yeah. yeah. Goodbye, flower shop. Yeah, I mean the thing about it is, I mean you thought Piper having a fit and tearing up that set before, Adonis going nuts, him and and he's got the ball uh, in his hand. 
him and Orton and Jimmy Hart going nuts and doing that. That was fun. But, uh, and the funny thing was, was that I, and what was interesting was that it, this, this right here was law. This was like months before, you know, the match that they had at WrestleMania three. Um, and of course, Piper would would, would retire. Of course, he didn't retire. Stay retired for long, but he would retire uh, soon after that match happened. Matter of fact, I was watching that WrestleMania on DVD earlier today. I'm still watching. That was one of the best ones. Number three. Is that when he said he gave Adonis uh, a home pregnancy test? Yeah, I'm, I'm watching yeah. it right now. Yeah, I'm watching the whole segment. Yeah. Right now. I'm not doing the phone right here now. To tell you that look like to tell you that you look like you could use the home pregnancy test. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. I like how Jimmy Hart announced Adrian Adonis for that show. That was funny. Adorable Adrian. Oh, well, that was funny. And John does the more Povich thing. He says, you are not the father. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. And I think I just heard something, too. What did you hear? I thought I heard Michelle. No, not yet. Huh. I'll let you know. In the case of Adrian Adonis, Jimmy Hart, you are not the father. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is when yeah. he's going nuts, however. He finds out about Piper's pick coming back the following week, and he's throwing his wig all over the place, and he's just going ballistic now. Adrian Donaldson and Cowboy Bob Orton are hugging each other just like Piper and Orton used to. Yeah. Yes. That was, yeah, that was well, Adonis was a great team. Don't forget, I mean, Adonis was teaming up with Dick Murdoch, the North-South Connection. They were a pretty good team back in, like, in the 80s. Yeah, and of course, keep in mind, they all, he also teamed up with... Uh, uh, Jesse Ventura. That's right, cool. yes. That's was right. Great, was a great tag team as well. I yes, mean, I would say about I would say about a thirty four B. Thirty four D. Yeah. 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 Um um and of course Grand Monsoon actually mentioned that during that match at WrestleMania three. Yes. Now you're looking at the former partner of Jesse, the Bobby Ventura. Yes. And he mentions that during the match That's at That's right, he did. I did forget I forgot all about that, yep. Yeah. I mean. Uh Gerard, do you remember this do you remember this um encounter from nineteen eighty six in which uh Piper comes on there and uh tells tells Adrian Donis that his show was canceled? Yeah. <laughs> and Adrian Donis is just completely nuts. <laughs> Hmm. Let me see. 
I mean, I found, oh, 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 oh. Let me talk about another one here, guys. Let me, tell you, let me ask y'all if y'all remember this moment here. Prior, just the Monday Night Raw before fully loaded. Mikey Brewster. In 1999, the first, remember the first blood match between Stone Cold and The Undertaker. Okay? That, uh, that Vincent Mann was sitting in the ring, of course, in a wheelchair with all the other members of the corporate ministry, as they called it. And he said that he even put his own career, you know, on the line in that match as well. And they kept he kept saying that, hey, he guaranteed that Undertaker was going to come out of this and win the match. <clears throat> and uh, the Undertaker said... Uh, well, what you what you agree with Austin Voter is business. The heck with business. <clears throat> with, with Austin is personal. I mean, he got in Vince McMahon's face. Triple H even got involved in that too. He even shot the Undertaker to a match, and whoever won the match would go and face Austin with the belt that fully loaded. And all of a sudden, here comes Stone Cold driving a bloodmobile into the into the arena. That first blood match was a brutal one. I saw that match. (laughs) That was a good one. Well, guys, we've got about, um, like I said, we've got about 35 minutes uh, before uh, before the show before before the show was off the off the air tonight. Um, you are care, care to do the old standby there, partner? Wicked wild fantasy matchup. And that sounds like a big old yeah. <clears throat> and first off, I got to get the use of butt head on my system. Fire, 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 fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye-bye. George, you can do that better than I can. Uh, I'm, I'm close. But... <laughs> fire, 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 fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 you did. Yeah. Twice is good. Twice is good. Absolutely. All right, guys. Uh, I guess we'll do like what we did last night. Uh, um, I hope Michelle does pop on here tonight. If uh, I mean, if she doesn't, I mean, hate for her to miss out on it. I mean, Gerard, do you want to wait, or do you, should we just go ahead and go on? Uh, I don't know if she'll be getting on. She had to help her son with some homework, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's very important, indeed. Um, we'll go on. If she pops on, I mean, that'd be, that'd be great. That, but that is important, of course, helping her son out with, uh, 
with a, you know, with a, with a I think it was a project or something, wasn't it? Already. Yeah. Man, they started school already, and already he's got a project. Man. They don't waste any time, do they? No. No, they don't. Well, let me say here, uh, all of us, once again, myself, Gerard, J.D., and John, will each have three matches apiece. Uh, and let's see here. Pick a number between, let's see, between 10 and 100, but in mul- do the like multiples of 10. You all know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, stuff like that? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, draw between 10 and 100. 78. Okay. Uh, JD? 66. Okay, John? John says 60. Well, believe it or not, Gerard, you are the closest. It was 85. Nice. So, I got a doozy, too. You got a doozy. All right. And you'll get All right. I got to tell you a little bit of the backstory of this one because, uh, well, wait. Is Dolph Ziggler still banging uh, Dana Brooke? Are they still boyfriend and girlfriend? JD? Yeah. JD? Yeah. Is Dolph Ziggler and Dana Brooke still an item or no? I don't know if they are or not. I thought he was dating that one other chick uh, Dolph was with. Um, Let me check. Hold on. I thought it was Dana Brooke. Might have been. Dana Brooke currently associated with? with? Let's take a look. Hold up here, and I'll tell you in a minute. Dana Brooke. Who is Dolph banging today? <laughs> Dana Brooke, real name, Ashley May. No, we don't need a real name. We don't care about that. All right, hold we want to know who she's banging, man. Okay. <laughs> the so called Total Diva is. Actually, not. it doesn't say here in Wikipedia who she's dating. Well, I thought she was dating. I'm going to go with Dolph Ziggler, anyways. I thought Dolph was dating that one other one from NXT. Uh, she was, she's real cute. Um, shoot, uh, press life. Here we go. Yeah, that narrows it down to ten of them. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah. let's see. Uh, they can well, go and see Briley Pierce. Here it is. Then. Here it is. Briley Pierce. What? Wait a minute. No, that's not it. He was uh, dating this NXT diva, however. Um... She was real cute. Uh, what the hell was her name? I should know this too. Damn it. She was a big name in NXT. Um, Payne Royce. That's who it was. Oh. She was called Payne Royce. Well, I thought. Well, I don't care. I'm gonna put Dolph Ziggler with their noise because I thought they were an item at one point. Okay. Well, I know he dated Amy Schumer at one time. The comedian. 
he dated Nikki Bella. Yes, he did Nick, Nikki Bella. And, and, uh, I think he so, dated a lot of them. Or he, never mind. He, he, yeah. It, it doesn't matter. Okay, yes. I'm, put, I'm putting it with, I'm going to put Dana Brooke with Dolph Ziggler. But right. there's a backstory because, you know, I guess it was last Monday at night on Raw. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but the club did a segment with Dana Brooke. Nurse Brooke. Yeah, Nurse Brooke. Well, Luke Gallus' wife snapped. Uh-oh. He said, and, oh, people are saying that uh, Dana Brooke should join the club and hang around with them all the time. And Amber, Luke Gallus' wife, said that she'd kill the bitch. So, no. uh, probably, uh, it's probably testy at home now. So, yes. So the match yeah. is going to be Dana Brooke, Dolph Ziggler versus Amber Gallows and Luke Gallows. Holy cow! Oh man, oh man, a relationship match. Oh my goodness, Gerard, what do you think, man? Ooh. Uh, Luke Gallows and his angry, angry wife. Angry Amber. Angry, angry Amber. Angry Amber, yeah. JD, your thoughts on this match? I would say the same thing. You would say who? I would say what you said earlier. I mean, I was going to say uh, Gallows and, and them are... Team Gallows. Team Gallows. Team he's, Gallows. Th- he's saying Gallows. Okay, turn off your volume, JD. I can hardly hear you. Sorry. Uh, thank you. And uh, John, your thoughts on this match? Actually, well, John said club, but I think he's talking about uh, <laughs> this is Gallows right there. So, yeah. Oh, this is just so, same thing too. This yeah. is so not right. Yeah. Uh, Gerard, uh, your turn to choose who will be next, myself, KD, or John. JD. All right. Before I do that, you guys are going to love this. How some guy wrote up, however, his name's Kev Lib on WWE, TNA, and Everything Wrestling. He wrote, however, however, in memory of AJ Styles' balls, 1977 through 2016, hashtag at he who likes Sasha. <laughs> what the heck? What? <laughs> yeah, remember last night, apparently, I guess Dean sat AJ on the top rope, however, and crotched him? Yeah. That's why. Apparently there's a picture of AJ Styles with his mouth open uh, after getting posted, let's just say. Oh. I wrote in memory of AJ Styles' balls, Howard, and he uh, wrote his uh, epitaph, <laughs> if he will. Okay, ring post-itis here. Ring, yeah, ring, ring ball-itis, something like that. Oh. They're not in Nikki Bella's purse like John Cena's. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, she keeps them locked up in that purse, yeah. Yeah, in a, in a, in a glass jar. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. My match is going to be... Hmm. Okay. This is a good one here. We're going to put the Steiner brothers 
taking on Gallows and Anderson. Oh, that is a big match. And you made the match, J.D.? You started off. Who do you think would pull off? You know what, though? However, I think it's going to be Gallows and Anderson. Gerard, the Steiners versus the club. Uh, the club? You're not talking about Sam McHugh. You're talking about the men, the, the two two toughest guys in WWE right now. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, John, the Steiner brothers versus the club. Not the sandwich. But <laughs> and not the thing you put on your steering wheel, either. John is also saying the club. And you know what? This is this is going to be a great contest. I'm a, always been a big time fan of the Steiners. But you know what? Also, I got to say that too. I got to say the club as well. Okay, JD's down to me or John. Who do you, who do you pick? I'm going to pick you next. Pick me? Okay. Well, I am honored. Thank you for, thank you for picking me. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. Let's see here. Hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking about I'm thinking back, guys. I'm sure you remember this pay per view. WCW Road Wild, nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am going to combine two of the title matches in which both these respective belts will be still be on the line, but uh, there will now be a instead of a tag team and a singles match, it will be a six man tag. It will be, and y'all might find this quite interesting, Harlem Heat teaming up with Chris Benoit versus all three members of the Jersey Triad, DDP, Bam Bam, and Canyon, with both the WCW Tag Team and United States Championships on the line. So it's the Triad versus who? The Harlem Heat and Chris Benoit. Ooh, okay. The combination of two of the of the tag team title match and the U.S. title match from Road Wild '99. Roger, thoughts on this match? The Jersey Triad. Good. JD. I'm gonna go with Harlem Heat and Benoit. Good, John. Your thoughts here? I'll be right back. Okay, JD. The tribe. No, 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 no. no. John, they were known as the triad. Are you talking about DDP, Canyon, and Bam Bam? He said the tribe. <laughs> the tribe. Yeah, yeah, that's what he was. Okay. That's right. Yeah, he's going with Jordy's he, going with. He, okay, he's going with you on the same to try it. And you know that would be. Uh, 
Yeah, that's got to be a great encounter. I mean, I think they kind of, they I think they did that on a Nitro or something before Road Wild. I'm not sure if they did. Um, I have to go back and look and see if they did. But as much as I would like to see Harlan Eaton and Benoit pull this off, I would have to give it to the triad here as well. So, John, I go to you next. Let's see what you have. And good thing Michelle's not on. That way she (laughs) might have to send Gerard after you. Uh oh. Whoa! Holy cow! <laughs> you are. You remember the the poll that I, that I made the other day about a story that Michelle did, mentioning something about that Nakamura would like to see X Pac take on Brock Lesnar in a match. Uh. Well. Yeah. Okay. Well, apparently John has kind of kind of tweaked it a little bit, but this time he's changed the opponent and a, and added a stipulation. The stipulation is the million dollar championship belt would be on the line, and the match would be Brock Lesnar versus the million dollar man. Oh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Gerard, what's your take on this? Uh, Brock Lesnar versus the Million Dollar Man? Yeah, for the Million Dollar Championship. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to pick the Million Dollar Man because He's got tricked up his sleeve, and everybody has a price. Uh, JD, are you back? Okay, he has not returned yet. I'll get his, we'll get his answer here in just a few minutes. Uh, uh, John, your match, your thoughts here? Who do you, who did you pick to win this match? Okay, and now, now, Gerard, listen to this, what John says. DiBiase wins by DQ with Brock hitting him with the million-dollar belt. Virgil comes out to try to save DiBiase, but Brock takes Virgil to Suplex City and gives him the F5 and also breaks Virgil's arm with the Kimura lock. Holy cow! J.D., have you returned? Mm-hmm. Okay. This is John's match. I want you to listen to it very, very carefully. Okay. Uh, the Million Dollar Championship on the line, Million Dollar Man, Teddy Biasi, defending against Brock Lesnar. Lesnar. You're saying Lesnar. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Okay. John says he thinks he needs to take a timeout. Uh, yeah, Gerard, you, you can dust off that stool over there for him to sit on. Yeah, what, there you go. Okay. And that dunce cap. That dunce cap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? I got to say a little bit more experience. I got to say, I got to say, Lee Don Man in this. He, ret- he retains the belt. He'll be like if he lasts through the F5. Yeah, but right. Million Dollar Man is way too sneaky, and he's got too much money. You think he's going to try to buy Paul Heyman? No way. Not buy Paul Heyman, but, like, have people help him. Like, oh, he yeah. do with Andre. That's true. Well, that's true, yeah. All right, John, you get to choose between myself, Gerard, and, John, and JD as to who will go next. Our second match. Gerard John has called you out. Called me out. He called Gerard to the board. (laughs) (laughs) Gerard to the docket. All right. To the docket. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Match is going to be because of the wait a second wait a second well wait a second yeah we'll do a Six-man tag team because of the picture I posted today with the club with Charlotte. That was a good picture, by the way. Yes, it was. Against the New Day Woods. Uh, Woods and Kofi and Bailey. Oh, kind of things to come here. My goodness, yes. There are your thoughts on this on this six six uh, person tag. The club in Charlotte. Yes. JD, your thoughts here. Hey, we want some Bailey. Bailey in the new day. She's still, Jenny, you're still trying to get Michelle to get a hug, aren't you? Yes. Everybody needs work. hugs. You're not gonna, it's not going to work, man. So you might as well go ahead. <laughs> John, oh my Lord, John saying Bailey in the new day. Oh my goodness. This would be a, this would be a great match. Uh, I say, you know, this time I would give the edge to the club in Charlotte. Believe it or not. John says he's getting, he's getting ready for Gerard to scream at him. <laughs> what? Oh, he picked a new day in Bailey? Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting the magic killer.
killer, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Through a Lord. table. Through a table. Yeah. And Gord, you have next choose the next person for their second. Oh. I'm going to pick you, Chadwick. Oh, me? Oh well, I feel so honored. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh let me see here. I don't know if anyone was done this match before. But I'm gonna get I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a shot. This is just a one on one match. Randy Orton versus Rick Rude. Ooh, that's a good one there. Gerard, your thoughts on this match? Who are you asking? You. Yes. Yes, I think that's Rick Rude. And by the way, you are gotta ask one more time. Does it pay to be rude? Always. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate that. JD, your thoughts here, Randy Orton versus Rick Rude. Great match, but I'm going to take Rick Rude. Okay. John, your thoughts here? Randy Orton versus Rick Rude? Michelle would kill me if she heard this match. Oh, yeah, she would. Uh, yeah. I would agree. John is saying Randy Orton. Suck up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> now I'm saying Rick Rude. Here I guess you do point. need the brownie points, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you go bake some brownies so you can get the points. Hey! Okay. <laughs> uh, and, uh, no, I'm going to say Rude in this as well because Gerard said it does pay to be Rude. There you go. Uh, my next choice. No, I'm going to kind of wiggle it around a little bit. I'm going to let John do his second one next, guys. I want to see what he has to say. So, John, your second match is up. And John, ooh, he's coming up with some very interesting stipulations here. His second match is a dog collar match. Kevin Owens versus Greg Valentine. Ooh, that is a good one there. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Gerard, you're taking your dog collar match, KO versus the Hammer. It's the KO show. Indeed. Uh, J.D., your thoughts there? Dog collar, KO versus the hammer? 
if this was an old school match, however, mind you, like back in the 80, early 80s, however, the Hammer would win. Now it's tough to call hard at the Hammer's age, however. I'm going to go with KO, but if this was an old school 80s, like, like 1982, 1983, it'd be the Hammer all the way. But I'm going to go with KO. Yeah. John, is also, John is also saying KO as well. And I will do the same. And so, John, I assume you're, uh, since, uh, <clears throat> so I guess, John, you, you're choosing uh, who for his second match? No, 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 John, no, 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 John, John. Who are you choosing to to, to have to, to make their second match? Is what I'm asking. I already know you said that answer. <laughs> uh, who's the only one that hasn't done their second match? There you go. Okay, uh, uh, JD John has called you out, so now you got your second matchup, please. Okay. We'll do a six-person tag in honor of Gerard, and this is going to be a good one, I think. Ooh. We'll have Finn Balor, the Dragon, and Sami Zayn taking on Ric Flair, Seth Rollins, and the shits and giggles. Let's go with the game Triple H. Ooh. Your match, JD, your thoughts, please. Great six person tag, but you know at the end of the day, it's all gonna be about Finn and his team. Gerard, your thoughts on JD's six man tag. I'm heel for life, so Flair, Triple H and Seth Rollins. John, your thoughts on JD's six man tag? John is going with Flair, Triple H, and Seth. And great match. Multiple pinfalls. I got to say Team Flair. Team Woo! Okie doke. We each all have one more match piece, so KD... You will lead off as to who will do their third match or third match first. The third match of the day will go to Mr. Gerard. The who? Gerard. Gerard, okay. Gerard, you my man for your final match. Alright, um, Hold on, hold on. I'm trying to think of a good one here. All right, I got it. 
Fatal Four Way. We got Nakamura. We got KO. Nakamura versus KO versus Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins. Ooh. Great, <clears throat> great match here. Wait, your take Gerard on your fatal four. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh. Yeah. Kevin Owens. Okay. JG, you're talking Gerard's fatal four. Who's competing again? Nakamura yep. versus KO versus Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins. I'm going to take the King of Strong Style, Nakamura. John is saying KO. <clears throat> this would be a great Great contest here. You know what? Once again, I got to give the edge to KO. It's been all KO here tonight, here, guys. So, very good. All right, Gerard. Uh, who's next for their final match between uh, myself, JD, and John? John. Jacob, can you go hide with me? His name is my name. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't help us. All right, John, <laughs> your final match. Let's see what you got. All right, his final match is a one-on-one. No special stipulations. Just a one-on-one matchup. Daniel Bryan versus the British Bulldog. What are your thoughts on this match? The British Bulldog. Maybe. British Bulldog versus who? Daniel Bryan. I'm going to say the British Bulldog. All right, John, who do you pick in your match? EB or EBS? Ooh. John's also saying the Bulldog, and I'm going to say that too as well. Uh, which, by the way, guys, I'm sure all of us would agree. Next in line for Hall of Fame next year? I think so. <clears throat> Him alone with Owen Hart? Absolutely. Uh, John, between myself and JD, who who is next for their final match? Oh, now he's saying me in bold. He's being very bold about it. In, in capital letters, he says you. Okay, <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Let's see what we got here. Uh, 
You know how a lot of those tag teams back in the day had the word connection in the names? Well, here's one here's one here for you. Gus <clears throat> Pitt, Rick Martell and Tom Zink, who are known as the Can Am Connection, versus the Rock and Mankind, who are the Rock and Sock Connection. Hmm. Gerard, your thoughts on this tag match? The what? The Can-Am connection, uh, Rick Martell and Tom Zink versus the Rock and Sock connection. Rock and Sock. Okay, did he? Rock and Sock. John? John is saying the Can Am connection. Hmm. And this would be Dynamite Match. I got to go with Rock and Sock as well. Believe it or not, Gerard, that was one team that Rick Martell was a part of that they never won a championship with. Really? Yeah, they competed in the very first match at WrestleMania 3. Believe it or not. Yep, against Tom Morocco and, and uh, Wooden. Rick Martell and Tom Zink. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so uh, let me see. I guess uh, that leaves you, JD, for the final, the, the final match of the night. All right, my final match of the night, however, is going to be a good one. We haven't had the women yet, so we're going to put some women in this match now. It will oh, be. We have one. I mean, that's okay. Yeah, we did have one, though. You're right. Yeah, but not a full match. I know. Go ahead. We're going to do Sasha taking on the Fabulous Moolah. Sasha Banks versus the Fabulous Moolah. Yes. To see who is the true boss. Ooh. Uh, Your match, J.D., who do you think? Great match, however. Moolah, long-term champion. Sasha, the future champ- current champion. I think, however, at the end of the match, Moolah's going to realize, however, yes, she's had a great career, and she's a Hall of Famer. But she's going to finally say, Sasha, you are the new true boss of the ring. Well, Gerard, you your thoughts here? Sasha Banks versus the fabulous Moolah. The boss. John, your thoughts here? I remember Moolah defeating Velvet McIntyre in record time at WrestleMania 2 back in 86. Yeah, it was like 15 seconds or something like that. Yeah, because, because before in the, the mid, the bell rang, Moolah 
pushed the referee out of the way, went right after Velva. Velva just standing there, just looking dumbfounded. Yeah. And then she just, just I mean, Velva had, what, two or three drop kicks in her, but that was all she did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Mula won the match and retained the belt. And John's won with Sasha Banks. But guys, thank you very much here for providing us for some uh, big-time fantasy matchups here tonight. <clears throat> and, uh, of course, on that note, we, we do thank you for popping on here tonight for episode 211 of Revolution. And, uh, <clears throat> and of course, to, uh, uh, of course to uh, like I said, to take us home, I do, I do once again incorporate the services of the one and the only King and W.O. himself, GTS. Gerard T. Smith. Gerard, my man, take us home. This has been another episode of WCW Revolution. The people that took part in this episode are as the following. Chadwick the Boss Hinshaw. J.D. the Iceman, John the Human Suplex Machine, and we were missing the Classy Lady, MLD, and last but not least, it was me, King NWO. Good night, God bless, take care, and tune in to our shows tomorrow. Stay in the ring. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.